How's it going, guys? And welcome back to the Beyond the Act podcast. More off-season shenanigans happening, but this time it isn't just a a comparing video. It isn't a tier list. We're actually doing a kind of a weekly roundup kind of video. Um, I feel like we should probably still do these um, about once, maybe like every few weeks, every month. Yeah, yeah. Because despite there being no actual basketball going ahead, there's still stuff going on in the NBA to do with trades, to do with players that haven't signed contracts with new teams yet. It's still it's still all crazy. People making predictions ahead of the new season, people making trades ahead of the new season. Yes, the new season ain't for another three months or so, but there's never a dull day in the NBA, you could say. Mm, 100%, uh, especially in the off-season. Yeah, definitely. Um, Sully, how are we doing today, man? I'm doing good, actually. I'm doing all right. Nothing... Nothing shocking has happened yet, which is good. You know, nothing shocked my system to the point where I'm like, whoa, you know, so I'm I'm doing all right. Yeah, good, good. So, well, I mean, you guys all know how this goes. Every single week we used to do this during the season. Um, mm-hmm. This is kind of that plus some of the um, off-season, um, not trades, but the free agency uh, video yeah. that we did. Uh, pretty much gonna d- almost dive straight into it but before we get into it make sure that you're liking and subscribing onto the youtube video make sure you're sharing it out no matter what you're listening on make sure you're following all of our social medias down in the description including our tiktok um i'm back to posting that now that i don't have much else to do so <laughs> uh, yeah hopefully more tiktoks coming but i think we should get straight into it and talk about the elephant in the room we talked about kevin durant um as part of the free agency video. We talked about Kevin Durant as part of the video before then about will he leave Brooklyn? Obviously, mm-hmm. he put in that big uh, trade. He, he wanted to leave, pretty much putting that trade um, demand in there. Everything kind of quietened down. Um, lots of people were saying there's a likelihood that KD will stay on the Brooklyn Nets because, well, not really, not many teams have stuff that Brooklyn will want to take for a player like KD and now uh, I just want to say yesterday or maybe Monday um, no yesterday was Monday yesterday or uh, Sunday um, news came out saying that Boston had put down an offer sheet for Kevin Durant first of all Kevin Durant in Boston he's not really helping himself with the whole if you can't beat him join him kind of situation Mm -hmm. that he's uh, got going for him I mean if he was to join them, like, and then they run it back and, like, kind of won the chip, then, I mean, they, like, the whole argument we made that he helped them to win it because, you know, last year they couldn't do it and everything. But, I mean, I'm I'm quite, like, intrigued as to why Boston have offered, you know, what they've offered. Like, I mean, Jalen Brown, obviously, as we know, like, he was probably the most consistent player out of all the Celtic players in yeah. the, in I mean the I'm, I was looking at like, I was looking at some people's reactions to it and people were saying that Jalen Brown was their best player in the finals 100% that. and I'd say yeah like you say he's probably the most consistent player um, like we said in the last video obviously you put him in your top 20 mm. um, because of how consistent he is Jason Tatum will explode multiple times a season give you 40 point games Jalen Brown 100%. probably won't do that but he won't have stinkers 100% and I mean I, I just find it crazy like 
because obviously we talk about the Boston Celtics having this amazing young core and obviously JB is a part of that. Like me and you both said in the last video, him and JT is probably one of the best duos in the league and for them to just give that up, like, it's quite shocking. And obviously not to, you know, disrespect KD. Like, he was both in our... I think he was in your sixth spot, but he was both in our, like, top five, top six. So yeah, he's yeah. still one of the best, most elite players in the in the league and one of the best scorers ever. So obviously having him to your team is an amazing addition no matter which team you're playing for. But I think in this case, in this scenario, I think Boston, they might be throwing away like, you know, the the, fu- the part of the future of their club. Like, yeah, definitely. Obviously, obviously, we know JTs are going to be around for a long time. And we all just assume that like JB would be a part of that. And I think if they're doing this, they're kind of throwing away some of that future because then, let's say we give KD a few years and he retires, then JT's at Boston on his own. He might move. And that's like, you know, the whole Boston franchise kind of just unfolded within a few years. And it's quite crazy. Like, I never... I didn't I didn't expect this one, really, because I thought that obviously the only people in the race was Miami and Toronto and Phoenix. I didn't really see anybody else like joining the race because I don't see um, like the benefit to cost ratio being like the benefits being higher for most teams. And I think in this sense, I think Boston, the cost is actually a lot higher than the benefit. Like, you know, if they will benefit maybe one at the most two good years or deep playoff runs, possibly one chip. But I don't see anything more than that, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I mean, here's here's the question that's probably come from this, is that with Boston retaining pretty much everyone that they have and adding themselves Mark and Brogdon, do they mm. need KD to go and run it back? Could like, Do you I, think I they think could so. run it back and um, run it back this year with the same, pretty much the same core plus Mark and Brogdon and still get to the NBA Finals? still get themselves within two games of actually winning the chip. I I, th- I think they could do it. Like we've mentioned um previously. I, I think I think they have a re- really good chance like obviously, you know, with other teams stepping up that will happen, but I don't like see Boston as just be, like having a kind of weird a year that Phoenix had this year. Yeah, I don't you, see that happening for them think... next year. You don't think that what happened this year was kind of a fluke from Boston? You feel hundred like percent. I don't like you, you. could see that they earned what they what they got. They got to the NBA Finals. They earned that. You could see like they worked for it. It wasn't a fluke, like you said. Yeah. And I see them doing it or trying like and having a deep playoff run definitely. Um, but do, I don't think they need uh, KD at all. No. I, I think cool. KD needs them Fair more enough. than they need KD. But if they did put KD on that team, granted, probably only for two years, do we... Oh, yeah, I see it. I see a chip happening. see one chip or two chip or no chip? I see, I see one at least. I'll be honest. Yeah. I'll be honest. This is still KD like we're talking about. Like I said, one of the most elite players in the league. Like, But like I, like I said, I see them doing it Anyway, I just think obviously, like I said, he he would add to that. He would almost like, confirm it. You could say, yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah, Boston are in the position where they can run it back and challenge again next year. 
KD kind of just makes it a little bit more of a certainty that they'll get 100%. out of the East, unless um, Milwaukee have anything to say about it, I'd say. And then, obviously, depending on who they face in the finals, it kind of makes it more of a certainty that they're going to get a chip in the next two years. But why throw away seven, eight years of JB and JT for mm. two years of KD? Like you said, it's, I feel like yeah. the cost ain't really there. 100%. I mean, I think that if they were to do that, I think that would be like the Boston board, like just a quick, you know, like glory grab in the moment kind of thing. Like, you know, they know like they're going to have two good years, probably win maybe one chip. But then, like you said, they're throwing away eight years of like, you know, what they've been building. They're just throwing it all down the drain and then, you know, what could have been some like a lot more probably chips like let's say in the eight next yeah. eight years they could have like you know a handful and yeah. really they, they threw all of that away for one it's like yeah. what you know it doesn't really add up to me fair enough fair enough well obviously we've gone through all of that in the end um the offer that boston actually gave brooklyn was rejected um boston offered them um Derek White, as well as Jalen Brown. I think there was a draft pick in there too. Um, mm-hmm. Derek White, obviously a big role player in um, last season's playoff run. Um, shot well, all things yeah. considered, um, against Golden State in the first few games. Um, obviously, one of the main reasons why Boston won game one, I'd say, that bench production. Boston have very good depth, and Derek White was one of the reasons that that, that happened. Brooklyn rejected that and said that they will accept if they had that plus Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year. I plus, actually think the first offer put, was good enough, anyways. You think? I like in the Brooklyn standpoint, like I was going to say, if you're keeping if you're keeping your likes of Kyrie, Ben Simmons, yeah, Jalen Brown's a very good player to hundred percent. Like obviously, I. Now that Kyrie, like, obviously we saw him accept the player option. I don't see him leaving, although he said yeah, he kind of wants to. I was going to say that's something else that I was going to say. I feel like reports are coming out saying that whether KD's there or not, Kyrie's committed, at least for this season. Yeah, and obviously, like we said, we're waiting for Ben Simmons. I think if you add JB into the mix, I think that's a really good team. And, you know, I actually, I'm quite shocked that they rejected that. I'm not going to lie. I've, like, if you're offering JB... That's a future, you know, consistent all-star. That's a, you know, a future MVP, in my opinion. That's, you know, big, big player. Like, I put him in my top 20. Do you know what I mean? And I think Brooklyn, them rejecting that, that's probably the best offer they've had yeah, for definitely. KD. I feel like it's the only one, maybe. I mean, we've had Miami and Toronto and Phoenix all linked with Brooklyn, but I don't think, I an think actual this is offer, the first offer that they've been given. Or at least it's the first offer that's kind of made its way into yeah. the media. As... And I think that, like, well, I think it's a really great offer. And to be honest, in a Boston standpoint, I think, obvi- like, obviously they wouldn't want to lose JB. I wouldn't want to lose JB if I'm a Boston fan. But I think if you're a Bro- Brooklyn fan, you know KD doesn't want to play. You know he's not interested in playing there anymore. I think, for me... That should have been accepted. If yeah, you're on the board, in the end, it kind of flips the situations of Brooklyn and Boston almost. Obviously, mm. not completely, but now you have 
a good six, seven years of Jalen Brown. Yeah. Plus Kyrie Irving, plus Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons isn't old. Uh, yeah. and he probably got a good six years of Ben Simmons if he can be bothered to play. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like whatever Brooklyn do, I feel like trading Kevin Durant's probably the best option for them. Yeah, because it 100%. puts them it puts them in a position where they don't have to go out and instantly rebuild when KD ultimately leaves in like retires in two three years, um, and ultimately if KD don't want to be there, he's not going to play his best. You mm. think these next yeah, I mean, uh, this next year? Yeah, I completely agree, and I just like like you said, the best thing for Brooklyn is to try and get him on a different team, and. I, I really don't understand why they didn't accept that deal. There might be something. Like you said, they wanted Marcus Smart as well. I don't see Boston ever sending their two of their starters for right. KD. That's, that's, that's the next thing I was going to ask. I was going to say, if if you're Boston, I was going to say, I feel like it's pretty obvious given what we've been saying, mm-hmm. but do you accept this counter-offer? Do you try and swindle it to maybe give Brooklyn a few more role players? I mean, clearly Boston want KD and maybe, like, if if we're, we're looking at it at that sense that they do want him and they're willing to give up JB, then yeah, I'd say, you know, give up a few more role players then they might be more likely to say, yeah, you know what, okay, then we'll take that because they obviously, they want to get rid of KD, Boston clearly want KD. It makes sense. I mean, but at the same time, clearly, like I said, if they're willing to give up JB, for KD, maybe they maybe they are stupid enough to give up Marcus Smart as well. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. If that happens, then Boston they're clearly throwing away like whatever chance they have of building their club back up again. But we'll have to see. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? So mm. before we move on, one question: Is KD still a Brooklyn Net by this time the season begins? And then the second question: If he isn't. Is he a Boston Celtic? Uh, for the time being, I'm going to say he'll stay a Brooklyn net. Okay, that's fair. That's well, who fair. knows? I, I also, wanna, I I also I saw that he, he was he was like, you know, he wants to go back to, to Golden State. I have seen that. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But it was reliable sources. And I, think, I think he'll stay at Brooklyn, if I'm honest with you. Yeah, it, it makes sense. I don't see why he wouldn't. I don't see why Boston would send that offer back. I feel like if they do send an offer back, it will have Marcus Smart now. I feel like Marcus Smart's way too important Yeah, for a championship contending team, given yeah. the defence that he brings, 100%. either off the bench or Stein. Definitely. 100%. So we think, we think KD is going to stay on the Brooklyn Nets. Next question, is Russell Westbrook going to be staying on the Lakers before the season starts? I say yes, because I have seen, like I said, reliable sources here. Um, I've seen that him, AD and LeBron all had a conversation saying they're all down to like, you know, like give their right, all right. for LA I've, next year. I've seen that too, yeah. And I mean, I, I, can, I can back it, to be honest. I don't see... Um, why LeBron wouldn't want, you know, the, like obviously Russell didn't have a great year last year, but yep. <laughs> straight back that one. But 
I mean, like these guys, like especially him and Westbrook, they ain't got much time left. We know that. AD obviously he's young still ish, and they they can like one be like the last like this could be the last good thing for them for their career, and then obviously leave something behind for AD to like continue rather than if they just get rid of Westbrook, get rid of somebody else, and start again with only two probably two LeBron years left. Do you know I feel like it just it doesn't really make sense. Obviously. Uh, Carmelo Anthony's gone back on um, free agency. They only signed him on a one year. I don't think they're going to re-sign him. Um, and then I, I, I see him. I see them all staying. I see them uh, that trio yeah. doing it again or trying something next year. At least making the playoffs or something. I personally don't think so. Um, I mean, I feel like LA have had a very underwhelming off season so far. Um, they've lost Malik Monk who people were saying mm. was their second best shooter last season alongside yeah. after LeBron um, and yeah I feel they don't really have much trade power in terms of picks and they're kind of wanting to keep the picks for the future and it's not even like when I say future I mean 2027 and 2029 um, mm. which is what um, some teams are actually saying will sort out um, deals for for, they want that plus mm. Russ for certain players. Um, apparently, reports coming out saying that Indiana rejected an offer from um, LA for Buddy Heald and Miles Turner that included Russ and three draft picks, two second rounders, and two for, and a first rounder. Russ um, at the moment is staying, um, but Indiana are saying that they kind of want the two first rounds if they want that, if uh, they they're to accept it. I feel like it's a bit of a stupid yeah. thing to do. Indiana giving away Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. I feel like Miles Turner is should have way more trade value as a center. Um, but yeah, it's not only the Pacers that have come out as uh, suitors for Russ. Reports are saying that the Knicks and the Jazz are apparently discussing ways to get Russ to there, to get to their Fair team. Enough. Yeah. I still, I don't, like we've mentioned earlier, I don't think he has a lot of trade value still, but, like, you never know what you're going to get with that guy right now. <laughs> That's like, true. Like, when he went to Washington, nobody knew, okay, was he going to be good, was he going to be down, and he ended up being quite quite decent, actually. Yeah. And then he went to LA, and everyone thought it was going to be the same, yeah. and it wasn't. Yeah. So, like, whoever gets him, if he does move, you never know, like, you don't know what you're going to, like, no, it's like you could get coin, really, isn't it? You really is. You could get like the good side of Russ, and you can be getting triple doubles every week, <laughs> or you're getting the Russ that's like hitting the behind of the backboard, and <laughs> like it, it's it's crazy, like. Yeah. But I d- I don't expect like him to go for absolutely nothing. I do see like if they were to trade him. I do see LA getting something worthy, like that's back, where it might not be like massive, but I see something worth it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, because I, I do, I do agree with that. I feel like Russ's, you can't really define him off of this one mm. season, but equally 100%. you can't back him to have yeah a bounce uh, like back a, year next year. Season. Like yeah. I, I still, like I'll be honest, the guy's still a future Hall of Famer. If you ask no, me, no, yeah, definitely. 100%. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. I mean, you can't, like I said, you can't define him off of this one year. Yeah, you um, can't. 
And I feel like as a first option or a second option, he's still... Perhaps has he's, something to yeah, prove. He still has. He still has the. the it's skills, just the, you know, it's, it's, the con- it's the contract, which I feel yeah. is what is going to put people off. Uh, Obviously, yeah, 100%. like it's what the fourth, but it probably isn't anymore after all of the money that's been flying around in free agency so far. But last season, it was what the fourth biggest contract in the yeah. NBA or something and like that. Honest, I, I think LA is the only like team in the league that can actually pay the contract. As well as loads of money for LeBron and yeah, yeah, I feel, and and that's the interesting thing that could come out of that is that if he was to go to a team that he doesn't really want to play for, such as I don't know the Nets, maybe they were mm. saying he'd accept to buy out and sign for another team on probably something a little less, which is I feel that might be the way that the that Russ plays for a different team next season. Really? Because I feel like, I don't know, I feel like if you're the Pacers or the Knicks or, you know, anyone in the league, Russell Westbrook isn't going to be a game changer for you. He isn't going to be the person that's going to propel you to the yeah. next level. Unless you're like, nah, even, if you're, even, even, if, even if you're a team not even getting the playing, he might get mm. you in the playing, but he won't get you in the playoffs, I feel. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like you're not signing Russell Westbrook to be the your poster boy now. You need to yeah. get him on less money as someone who can take a second role potentially. Mm. Uh, definitely not. And, and uh, on a team that, you know, doesn't have as many cameras pointing at you because obviously but then it's going to knock, it's gonna knock you have, confidence. If you have me. Russell Westbrook on your team, the cameras will be there. That's potential. That's that's potentially true. Yeah, I just feel like if you if you're the Knicks, you're not going to be spending all of that money on Russell Westbrook. I feel. Yeah. Same if you're the Pacers, you know, if you're trying to rebuild your team, you're not doing it with Russ, in my opinion. Yeah. So I feel yeah, like I the only way he's going to be able to play for to play for a team like that is if he takes less money. Um, obviously, the Kyrie rumors to LA have kind of died down. Um, yeah. Obviously, the likelihood of that happening might be short, but it might it might not happen at all. Mm. Um, so I don't know where Russ would be happy playing next year. Um, I do th- think that something might happen with uh, that Indiana trade, though, that I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, who knows? We'll see. I, I, to be honest, I do see him staying. I think. If he was going to be traded, he would have been traded by now. Like, but I, I, I see him staying. I see, like I said, I don't see him and LeBron having much more time in the league. So they probably might as well try and do something together. You know, mm-hmm. LeBron, he he clearly wants to succeed while he's still at LA. And yeah. maybe like he still sees something in Russ that we obviously aren't seeing. Because obviously, like I said, we don't see everything. That goes on oh, yeah, behind closed doors. He might be seeing something we aren't seeing, and wanting to commit. Oh, I mean, hopefully that's the case. Because as as well with Russ, like last year, although he didn't have the best year, he was still, you know, committed to playing every game. He wasn't really injured much. Like no, you know, no. obviously that's yeah. something LeBron obviously needs. You know, he needs players that will. You yeah, because he ain't getting it for Anthony Davis. That's for sure. Yeah, well, we know that. <laughs> we know that. AD, I mean. That guy averages at least three injuries a season, <laughs> and that's not what you want in in no. some of your big guys. But 
Like, I mean, it'll be it'll be fun to see where this whole Russell LA thing leads, but I think he stays. Fair enough, fair enough. I think personally he goes to where I've no idea, mm. but I do think yeah. for LA's sake, if you want to better your team, <laughs> trade you cash you cash in on Russ now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll we'll stick with LA for a bit. Uh, you talked about LeBron wanting to um, uh, succeed whilst being in LA. Yeah, it's very likely that he's going to be succeeding even more next season, given that calculations say that he only needs to average sixteen point two points per game in order to overpass um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the most points in NBA history. That's easy, really. You'll get that. You'll get that's that life, that's life for him. Let's be honest. That's <laughs> life for him. I think yeah. he was averaging twenty nine last season. He almost got the scoring title. Yeah, so, I think I think he would have got the scoring title if he'd have played the amount the of last games few that games qualify, yeah. that, that qualify you to be in that. Um, yeah, because he got he got injured for the last few, and then yeah, Embiid overtook him. But yeah, he was he was averaging like twenty nine, close to thirty. I think there was a point he was averaging thirty last year. Yeah, I mean that's next year, next season. The big debate is going to be like happening, like. Is the goat debate over? Kind of thing is gonna like is gonna be circling all over Twitter and Instagram, and <laughs> you know, Shaq and all them guys are gonna talk about it. And I maybe, mean, maybe. I mean, I don't think it is. Um, I think the goat debate's gonna be there until the end of time. Oh yeah, no, it's gonna be there till the end of time. But they're gonna like, like you know, once he surpasses Kareem, because we know it's gonna happen some point soon in the like foreseeable season this this year. But that's when everyone's gonna say, right? Is the debate over? Is he now better than Jordan? No, no, like arguments at all. And I mean, obviously, like everyone's gonna say that. I think if he does that and has a deep playoff run, what like that would be an amazing year for him. Obviously, we, me personally, I want to see the guy succeed more. Like I said, we've not got many more seasons of LeBron left. Another chip, seeing him like win another more chip, I would, I would love to see that. But. I mean, it's just a matter of when he surpasses Kareem. It's not even about if now. It's about yeah. when. When, so crazy. what what arena it's going to happen in. You know, I it has feel to like... be MSG, man. It has to be MSG. I was going to say, Steph Curry broke the three-point record at the Garden. I just feel like, like if he has a road most... game in if he has a road game in Detroit and he needs three points to overtake it, I think he's sitting that one out if I want to switch <laughs> I mean, like the guys, MSG is probably the most. Iconic well, to be fair, saying guy, that, like, what, he, he loves Orlando, so he might break it in Orlando just for the. Nah, the man, he can't do that. <laughs> what Duncan and Paolo is, is like the way he just surpasses Kareem. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I, I hope it does happen. Like Madison Square Garden, like it's literally the most iconic arena, probably in sport, or it's definitely up there. Yeah, like, definitely. Like, you know, we've seen Jordan, you know, like have his last game there. He was a Jordan th- ones and everything. Like we've seen Steph Curry break the three-point record. I think LeBron doing this, that would just certify like, you know, like the levels. But also it is the Knicks and you know how we just like to fold over everyone. That If they saw that happening, yep, LeBron needs to get 35 points to beat Kareem. You know he's dropping 55 on your head. Like you just know. You can't do anything about it. Tr- trust me, you might as well just sit out all the big boys and just let the you know the bench players play because LeBron's going to drop fifty points. You might as well let it happen to the kids and you know. Yeah. 
Well, big ups, big ups, LeBron. Shouts to him. He's gonna yeah, have I a mean, historic season next year. Hundred percent. And you know the the podcast episode is gonna be ready as soon as he <laughs> he, he yeah, beats definitely. that record. Yeah. The title's gonna be "Is LeBron the Goat?" We're gonna be stood there like, "Is he the goat?" I don't know. No, and I'll say no, <laughs> and you you'll say yes, and then we're gonna have a debate. <laughs> And we're gonna get Shaq on the podcast. Shaq's gonna <laughs> gonna be there. <laughs> yeah, shouts to LeBron, man. He's gonna have a great, great year next year. You know who isn't gonna be uh, breaking the points record before he retires? I don't know. Kemba Walker. Segway <laughs> 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 straight into the fact that Kemba Walker obviously isn't a New York Nick anymore. He's left. He got a buyout or he left in free agency. Hasn't signed with anyone yet. Rumors are saying that he might be going back to Charlotte. Is that a good fit or not? I mean, Kemba out of Charlotte was a good... He was a baller. But that's like... That was a long time ago. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Charlotte is a much different team now. Like, mm-hmm. you know... I mean, they've got their point guard again. Like, Yeah, I was going to say. I think if he does sign, it definitely will be for a, like a bench role. Yeah, he will be the number two option, or maybe he might like you know switch into a slightly different position. He might be able to play shooting guard. I don't know. Obviously, like the whole thing with um, Bridges, if you know whatever happens there, if he plays or not, if uh, you know what I'm saying, like I don't know, but he probably will be a number two option. And if whatever happens with that, who knows? But. It would be nice to see Kemba in a Charlotte jersey again because that does kind of just remind me of good times with Kemba Walker. Yeah, man. I mean, I don't think he left in such an awful. Um, no. Like he didn't leave. He didn't create bad blood when he left. I mean, Charlotte no. were like he'd spent what eight, seven, eight years at Something the Hornets like with obviously, nothing obviously, really happening for him. He just left. Yeah, to try he was and... just like obviously trying to like you know better his career and he just flopped yeah. like really badly. Maybe he did, kinda... right, he did all right in Boston in two seasons that he played there. Obviously, injuries kind of stopped him mm, from true. And then I think that just took a toll on the rest of his like you know playing career. But, but maybe too. maybe you could say like because back then Charlotte they weren't really the team. Yeah, like being the best on a half decent, half not that good team like kind of maybe overplayed how good he was. I don't know. He yeah. was good. But maybe, obviously, then we're stepping into, like, you know, obviously, when he joined Boston, Kyrie was there. Like, you know, yeah. that kind of just maybe overshadowed how good he actually was. But, I mean, if I'm, on, if I'm honest with you, whilst he played for Boston, he played about 90 games in Boston, averaged just under 20 points. I feel like he still has something to offer. I feel like I Tom Thibodeau kind of put him on the bench and ruined his career almost. But I feel mm. like he still has something to prove. It'd be interesting to see what happens if he does. I mean, I, I would like Charlotte to give him a chance at least because, you know... Yeah, I feel like you don't want... he definitely isn't a player that you bring on a contending team to give that extra piece, which is a bit yeah. of a shame for him. He just... He can't do it. He's, he's just... He's too used to playing with rubbish teams. He's lost it now, do you know? Like, but he, like, he's not fully lost it, but he's lost the majority of it. But that's not his fault, obviously. Like you said, injuries obviously take a toll on players. And when it happens so frequently, like, these things happen... Bye, bye. And um, I mean, if if they give him a chance, that would be nice to see. Like, if he still has something to offer, you never know. He might. Obviously, they've still got a lot of young players. He's a veteran in the league. You know, yeah, definitely. He will have like something being, to offer. I feel like being back teach. up, back up to uh, Lamelo. Hundred percent. And like, I think as good as and you know, I love Lamelo. I think if he was to have like a big veteran behind him, 
like you know just kind of in his ear teaching him i think that would be really good for him and his the progression of his career and everything and like progression of being a point guard and stuff like that yeah definitely i mean like i said i feel kemba like i said i feel like he does need to go to a team that is either on the up or in the bin yeah. um to, to just monitor the young the young guys yeah so yeah i feel charlotte is probably the best bet for him in my opinion like i say he's i think i wouldn't say he's got unfinished business there but yeah yeah he might be what he might be what Charlotte needs if he can sign there on a small contract. He probably, uh, yeah, and I, I I don't think he'd mind taking a smaller contract. Like he knows his time is almost up. Like maybe just continuing to playing in the league. That's what he wants. It doesn't really matter about the money anymore. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, we're coming towards the end of uh, this little roundup. Mm. This is maybe the second most interesting story of uh, the week that's come out past. Kevin Durant, and I feel like if you can be the second behind KD, you're probably still you're all right. st- still still a bit of an interesting story, mm. and that is the future of Donovan Mitchell. Mm. Obviously, Rudy Gobert is now no longer a member of the Utah Jazz. Utah uh, came out and said that they're potentially going to look to build around Donovan. Obviously, Mitchell's still a bit young. Um, they they were thinking maybe they could build around Mitchell still. Mitchell has, well, I mean, I think he's made it clear that he doesn't really want to stay at Utah. Yeah, and Donovan Mitchell, if you're watching this, please, please sign to the Knicks. Sign, sign to the Knicks. I've I've been seeing this, um, you know, that he might go to New York. Please, Donovan, do it. It will. Yeah. It will. You might not. Think that it's going to be a good idea? It's going to be a good idea. Believe me, I know. <laughs> I can see these things. I've seen to the future. Donovan Mitchell, come to New York Knicks. That, that's, that's, that's what I need to say to you. Because I, I know he watches. That's the thing. Because obviously, like I told you, you know that I'm friends with Rudy Gobert and everything. Like, he saw me impersonate him. He wasn't too happy about it. But since then, we, like, blessed the beef. And so now I know that he will tell, like, Donovan to watch this. And he, he I think... You think Donovan York, Mitchell's you... answering Rudy Gobert's text? No, there's still boys like that. There's still boys oh, like are that. Are they really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, like, I think every Knicks fan in the whole world would, like, just, like, finally, like, if, if that was to happen, a guy that can consistently give us buckets, that's what we need. <laughs> that, that... Okay, as a, as a Knicks fan, then, uh, this is completely off of what I was going to say. Who would you mm. give up? The whole team. <laughs> no, honestly, you know that is a hard question because, like, like we have like the handful, and even then, that's a stretch. Like when I say a handful of good players, and like it would have to be one of the good players. And I would never want to give up RJ Barrett. You know, all of Julius Randle. But then, like the the options we have to give are quite slim. So, like, it would either be like twenty five role players or like. I don't know. Like when I, when I um when I swear I was reading something earlier this week, might be in back end of last week, that said that like the negotiations aren't that close because Utah wants something like seven first round picks for him. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean I would happily like say give up. No players worth picks. seven first round picks. Listen, like it is it it's it's like 
You see, I've you, never you, you watched look at the what, New York you, Knicks be good. Uh, there was that one season where we got kicked out in the first round of the playoffs, and that was the most success I've ever watched New York have. And that was amazing. Like that was such a good time. Donovan Mitchell, he will at least get us. Were you not? Were you not, were you not about during Carmelo's uh, dagger days? Like, I was there, but like that was just that was before. Like I was really into the Knicks. That was when I was just into NBA as a whole. And then by the time I started, like you know, feeling the Knicks, it was like, why am I feeling the Knicks? Like <laughs> they're dead. <laughs> but. It was kind of Carmelo that like made it happen. To be fair, but then obviously by the time that guy went, is like you know it came and went kind of thing. But I think I, I would I would like to see Donovan Mitchell like you know donning the Knicks jersey. But I I think it's very unlikely. I'll be honest. I think we have the least I feel, to offer. I just I feel like if Utah want that many draft picks, he's going to be staying in Utah because like I said, no players, no teams going to give that many picks for yeah. one player no matter how young he is no matter how talented he is uh maybe other than like luka Doncic or something but the mm. fact is we've seen the lakers murder their future for anthony davis and now they don't yeah. have a first round pick for like another four or five years mm. <laughs> so True. yeah it's it's True. it's done for them but yeah, yeah i feel like donovan well i mean the knicks might not be getting him um many other teams have become interested including the hawks the hornets the heat we always knew the heat were interested mm. the raptors the wizards and the kings is this what sacramento need to mean <laughs> i was gonna say the kings like you really like snuck them in there like it's is, like is, is this what sacramento need to make sure that someone in the nba will have played them in the playoffs <laughs> Obviously, I'm referencing the uh, the fact the that fact obviously that it came out it nobody came out earlier this week. Nobody in the whole league has played the Kings in the playoffs. They're I find that league. so crazy. Like even LeBron in his 19 years of playing in the NBA, has well, never he's never he's never been in the West for True. well that much. Obviously, Most they'd be in the, the playoffs at the same time. But they've had yeah. they'd have both them and the stinky Cavs teams that he was on must have had to uh, both make the finals, <laughs> which was never going to happen. So. <laughs> That's mental though. But yeah. I mean I don't I mean Kings I I think they're just trying to join the like scrimmage just for like you know a bit of laughs. A bit, a bit of fun. Who I who put my man there? Who, most who likely, I think a team that he should join. I think Toronto is his best like I feel like Toronto and Miami have the most to give in exchange for a yeah. superstar player well, like I, that. I wouldn't see Miami giving in in the end because I think they are actually alright. Like they don't really need him like we saw they were like what, a three point shot away from like you know conference finals like the NBA finals yeah. the NBA finals my bad um they were, like a three point shot away from a second trip to the finals like in three years that is crazy like they clearly don't really need the guy but I think Toronto would definitely like I feel like, like if you're know, looking at it I feel like Toronto are in a bad position because any Whenever they want to trade for a superstar, they're always say the other team's always saying that they want Scotty Barnes in return. Mm. And if you're Toronto, you, you don't really want to give up. I feel like if you can maybe work a package around Fred Van Vliet, um, that could potentially do it. I mean, I I, st- mm. I still rate Freddie. Uh, maybe I still rate him Vliet. too, but I think the fans just wouldn't like that. Like the Toronto fans are very loyal, and True. 
Like, you know, the mini Drake has been very loyal to Toronto. <laughs> I think, I don't know. That's the thing. Like, I think his best option, if he was to better his career, would be Toronto because of, like, I think they're back, they're, they're climbing up again. But how they would acquire him, I really don't know. I think yeah, I, mean, I don't see them yeah. ever giving up Scotty, and I hope they don't because the guy's an absolute baller. But I'll know you could pretty much write them off. They've got a decent backcourt. Yeah, that's fine. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't see them even. Yeah, I mean, Washington are paying Bradley Beal 50 mil every single <laughs> season for the next five years, so they probably can't afford to. I don't think they can afford him. <laughs> the Kings are the Kings. Charlotte, maybe. But I feel like Charlotte don't really have much to offer. Either. Yeah, I mean, if they were to give, like, I mean, I feel like they're... maybe, maybe before the whole. Yeah. <laughs> um, the he who must not be named could have been worked in. A, I mean, uh... they could still trade him. They just, you know, not gonna play. <laughs> <laughs> they could still trade him. Maybe, maybe the laws are different in Utah. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I feel. I just feel like. This this year's a bit weird because I feel like there's no team in the NBA mm. that is willing to package something for a star. Yeah, because you know, we're talking about KD that way in the way that nobody really is able to package something for KD. I think Donovan Mitchell's gonna have a bit more trade value to him because of how young he is. I feel young like he is, yeah, hundred percent. KD probably does still only have two three years left. Donovan Mitchell. Came into the league at a young age. Very, very good inside scorer. 23, 24. I, I see, like, if there was anyone to, like, give, like... So, for example, like we were saying, Toronto giving up Scotty Barnes. I think, although, like I literally just said, I hope they wouldn't do that. That would, at the same time, make sense because Donovan Mitchell, he's a young star. He's already, like, what, like you said, 22, 23. And he's already an all-star. I can personally Consistent see... All-star. I can personally see them giving up um, Siakam before they give up Scotty Barnes, in my opinion. That would make sense too. But I, I, I think with a team, you need like you need a balance of like veterans and young guys rather than like just a bunch of young guys. Unless you're Boston, obviously they have like the exception. I don't know how they managed to pull it off. To be fair, but I think like so, like you said with KD, he's only got a couple of years left, so it would be harder for a team to like you know, fathom the idea of giving up a lot of young players in in exchange for two good years. Whereas with Donovan, you know you're getting, like, you know, the majority of his career as a still a well, well-rounded player, great player, an all-star player for every single year for the next eight-something seasons. You know that, like, with the KD thing, you're only getting two more years and then... And even maybe then, like, the guy gets injured, so you're getting really, like, a year and a bit. Yeah, if you exactly. put it all together. The, the risk is a lot higher. Okay? Yeah, 100%. With Donovan Mitchell, there's less risk because you know you're getting a consistent, like, you know... I think it could be more risk in the way that Utah demand a lot more because they feel like yeah. they don't need to get rid. I mean, I, I don't really know how long Donovan Mitchell's got on his contract. Yeah. But Donovan... Uh, well, don't, Utah have said that they're willing to keep Donovan and build around him. So if that's what they want to do. Yeah, I mean, that's what they want to do. But we all know he doesn't want to play there. And it's like the whole thing of if a player doesn't want to play in a team, 
there's no point keeping him because he's not going to give hundred percent because he doesn't want to. Well, I think be we've seen. Like... I think we've seen in the NBA that if you pay him enough, they'll stay. So true, but they yeah. won't really play. Like you know, they'll stay, but are they going to actually turn up and play? No, Look, no, think, not I, really. I think it could be a wise thing for Donovan to maybe just stick it out one year and see how it goes. Potentially true. I mean, if Utah can, like, you know, convince him to stay for one year and he has another good year, I think that would be good for him. More trade value. And for them, yeah, a lot more trade value. And then a lot more teams would be, like, gunning for the guy. Yeah, yeah, like I said, maybe next year more teams will have more flexibility in being able to trade for him. He'll probably get paid more. But then that's the problem for, like, a lot of the teams that are trying to get him now. Like, for example, if that was happened, Knicks don't have a chance of getting him. Toronto will have a slimmer chance. Um, Charlotte would probably have a slimmer chance. You know, these teams that are trying to grab him now, next year, if that was to happen and his trade value is higher, they can be, you know, sent out the door because there's no chance. Like, they they won't be able to compete in terms of, like, trade value with teams like LA and all of that because they have the money. They have all of that. They know, like, how to get these things done. Boston, all of them. Yeah, fair. Well, last thing before we go then, do we think Donovan Mitchell is going to stay on the Utah Jazz and if not where's he off my heart wants to say the Knicks but I, I I see him sticking out but I hope I'm wrong if I'm honest with you I kind of agree I feel like if he does leave it might be to New York Let's just I just feel hope. like you know it's a player's dream to go play for New York and I feel like yeah I mean, they've, they've, New, York, bad, New York have been through enough um, they've been linked with everyone They've been rejected by everyone. Maybe this is the time that someone finally is like, you know what, I'm going to go play for the Knicks. I'm telling you, this is what we're going to do. We're going to get Donovan. And then we're going to trade Donovan Mitchell on like 12 years of first-round picks. And we're going to get KD. And then we're going to win the chip for the next two years. And then it's fine. I d- it doesn't matter what happens after that because we, you know, New York won two chips. So. Right, okay. <laughs> bit, bit of a bit of a far-fetched um, two-year plan in my opinion but um, if the GM of New York watches this and this happens he needs to pay me because I gave him the idea ah right okay sure <laughs> and then we'll split yeah. it because Don- Donovan Mitchell the watching the podcast is like right trade me to Brooklyn but <laughs> 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 I mean, if I'm Utah why don't we just skip out New York and just because they don't need to know about that part. They don't need to know about that part. They ah, they're not okay. involved. Okay, right. Sorry about my my bad, my bad, my bad. It's okay, it's okay. Well, I think that will conclude this little mini recap of everything that's happening in, in free agency and the trading world of the NBA. Like I said at the start, we'll probably do these maybe every few weeks or we'll just do it when we have enough things to talk about, really, mm-hmm. I'd say. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit... It's been fun this week just uh, discussing trades, um, doing all that kind of stuff. We'll be back doing more like ranking videos next week. Uh, we are going to be um, maybe doing a bit of a football slash basketball crossover comparison video. So I wear my NBA you. jersey. Sam will wear a football top. So, you know, the crossover's there. Yeah, yeah. For, for you English people that watch the podcast, that might be one for you guys. So make sure you're subscribing, keeping your notifications on so you don't miss that out. Make sure that you're commenting down below anything that you want to see from us over the off-season. Uh, make sure you commented on that TikTok as well, uh, on that. Link's in the description. 
um make sure you're following that as well as our instagram make sure you're liking and subscribing make sure you're showing it out no matter what you're listening on any other podcast platforms any youtube anything like that and me and sully will see you guys next week peace Thank <laughs> you.